Telemedicine refers to the use of telecommunication technology to provide medical care from a distance. Now, a lot of people would want to understand what telemedicine is all about. And I always explain to people, it's a method of you communicating with your doctor via any form of technology. Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevMed. I'm Ogechi Ekeanyao. You just heard Abubakar Ibrahim, a healthcare technologist and founder of MediClick, a telemedicine organization, speak to our reporter, Royal Uche, about telemedicine. On our Science Explained series this week, we examine telemedicine, the practice of delivering healthcare remotely using telecommunications technology. We look at its potential to improve access to healthcare and examine its limitations and challenges. According to the World Health Organization, limited health insurance coverage, uneven infrastructural distribution, and shortage of health workers hinder healthcare access in Sub-Saharan Africa. The exodus of health workers from Sub-Saharan Africa to higher-income countries has also worsened access to healthcare in the region, demanding a multi-pronged approach to expand coverage and reach underserved populations. The World Health Organization, in its 2022 study on chronic staff shortfalls in Africa's health systems, projected that by 2030, Africa's healthcare systems could face a staggering shortage of 6.1 million health workers. This critical gap threatens the health of millions across the continent, but telemedicine could be a potential solution addressing the poor access to healthcare in sub-Saharan Africa. Telemedicine means medical expertise can reach areas that are otherwise cut off from healthcare. Through teleconsultations, specialists can guide healthcare providers in remote areas in the diagnosis and treatment of complex medical cases. To find out more about these telemedicine services, Royal Oche spoke to Omolola Salako, telemedicine solution provider and clinical oncologist at the Department of Radiotherapy and Oncology, Lagos University Teaching Hospital. Telemedicine refers to the remote diagnosis, consultation, treatment, and monitoring of patients using telecommunications technology. And that's where the name, you know, is coined from. Tele from telecommunications and medicine from medicine. According to the World Health Organization, telemedicine refers to the use of information and communication technologies by healthcare professionals to deliver healthcare services to individuals who are at a distance. And this includes the exchange of, you know, clinical information for diagnostic purpose or treatment or for the prevention of diseases and injuries, as well as for research and, um, you know, monitoring a patient at, at a distance. Telemedicine can also be used for teaching or continuing it continuing education of healthcare providers with the ultimate goal of advancing the health of people within different communities. Telemedicine has been used in various specialties, you know, to serve diagnostic treatment purposes. Dr. Salako is the founder of Oncopadi, an app that provides remote oncology service. She talks about the app and what it offers to cancer patients. It's cancer care. Uh, early detection of cancer care. Uh, and so when 
people present on the app with a suspicious symptom, I have a breast lump. We tell them what to do. We provide clinical advice and connect them to the nearest facility close to their area of residence. Uh, another area of cancer care or another pillar of cancer care we focus heavily on is survivorship. And this is for people who have been diagnosed with cancer. They have a histological diagnosis of cancer. And so we have a community that is active. We have content that educates patients, written content, video content, audio content. We have monthly support group meetings held online within the app and outside the app. We have our remote symptom monitoring device um, app called the Pros AI that helps patients stay on treatment, supports treatment adherence. Um, and so that's, we, we have quite a number of virtual cancer care services to help a patient, you know, from diagnosis through treatment to survivorship and to some extent cancer prevention. And that's like the third pillar that Onkopadi is tackling. And so it, we have an, an e-commerce shop on the app where people can come online, book their screening plan, book their vaccination plan and pay online and then go to the nearest facility, um, uh, nearest facility to their home. So it's like uh, an e-marketplace for cancer prevention services. We also have a tool called Unco Screen on the app. If you plug in your age and gender, it gives you recommendations on the screening um, that you should do that is recommended for your age and gender. So, for example, if you're a 49-year-old woman and you go on the app, you insert your age, 49 years old, your gender, female, it will just give you a drop-down list of all the tests you should do like a mammogram, a pap smear, and so on and so forth. If you're a guy, a man, and you can put on, put in your age, let's say you're 55 years old, and your gender, and then it will drop with the different tests you should do, like the prostate-specific antigen test. You should see a doctor for examination. You should have a colonoscopy. And the list goes on like that. When her uncle was sick with cancer, Uluwa Kemi Mercy found the support of Uncle Paddy Tech invaluable. A few years ago, talking about two years ago now, um, my uncle was sick of um, cancer and we had to be taking him um, to places um, for medi medical attention. I remember those um, being referred to Nduit and it was as in hell broke loose because we had to wait long hours before we could see the doctor. And also, um, even in private hospitals, there was um, there were lots of questions that we had and um, we didn't know how to find um, answers to them. Um, so we needed second opinions about what the doctors were telling us, but we didn't have a means of getting that. Um, Let's fast forward to um, late last year. I got to know about um, Uncle Paddy 
And um, I realized that Uncle Paddy actually had everything we needed at that time. It had the, uh, <laughs> it had, um, in the part where I can um, communicate with a doctor and oncologist, um, a consultant in that field and get um, a, um, understanding of maybe prescriptions or understanding of the prognosis itself. And that was um, a, a light bulb moment for me that we can have something like that and have like that. I believe that that app should go viral. I believe people should know about it, that even when they want to find out something about cancer, they can go there and find out something about it. Or um, perhaps one is um, a carer, like I was to my uncle then. Um, one can go over there, consult with um, an oncologist. And um, I, I believe that working Having an app like that that can walk that one can walk that lonely moment of treating someone with cancer with, I believe it's a lot of relief on anybody. So uh, for apps like this, I, be, I I I I just hope that the federal government or the government of the country can make it in a way that uh, sponsor it in a way that it will be accessible to all and sundry, especially in the rural areas, because. I understand that we don't have more, more um, enough oncologists in the country. So there's need for um, apps like this to go into the nooks and crannies of Nigeria so that people can access care in, um, in um, the cheapest and the easiest way they can. One of the primary challenges in many parts of sub-Saharan Africa is the distance individuals must travel to access quality medical care. Telemedicine bridges this gap and enables remote consultations and diagnostic services through digital platforms. With this, patients in rural or underserved areas can now connect with healthcare professionals, receive medical advice, and even undergo virtual examinations without the need for extensive travel. And this not only saves time and money for patients, but also ensures timely intervention and management of health conditions. Dr. Senakor tells us what this could mean for people in rural areas. Africa is, you know, disproportionately affected by cancers. Uh, and we are plagued with a shortage of cancer specialists, a shortage of, you know, facilities such as radiotherapy facilities within our cancer centers. And we lack uh, some diagnostic equipment. Uh, and most of our facilities are harbored within cities. So in many rural parts of Africa, cancer patients are unable to access care, which makes a strong case for the use of tele-oncology services to close the cancer care gap. And so telemedicine can play a crucial role in bridging the gap in African regions you know, experiencing these shortages uh, through remote consultations. And this is a situation where telemedicine allows cancer patients to consult with oncologists and other specialists remotely, reducing the need for them to travel long distances for every appointment. So through video conferencing or phone calls or virtual meetings, patients can discuss their symptoms, how they feel, they can share pictures, they can share videos, sometimes audio, 
uh, and in return, the healthcare professional can share a treatment plan, clinical advice. And in that way, because there's a virtual uh, consultation going on, both parties, the patient and the healthcare prof- provider, can share progress on on the next steps the patient should take. So remote consultation is one way we can address uh, the challenges uh, that we experience in Africa. And we have, you know, launched the pilot a few years ago in Ogun State, and we created a virtual, a, a digital health hub in Olabisi Onobandre University Teaching Hospital, where they have a robust breast clinic led by the surgeons, the pathologists, the radiologists. But because there's a shortage of oncologists in Nigeria and in that state in particular, uh, virtual oncologists collaborated with the surgeons in Olabisi Onobandre University Teaching Hospital and we were able to jointly make decisions on how best to care for the patient. How can telemedicine help bridge this gap? Another way telemedicine can help bridge the gap is really around remote monitoring. And this is an area of interest and my specialty. And this is because a lot of times when we treat cancer patients with chemotherapy or radiotherapy or even surgery, when the patient begins to experience side effects, these side effects most times occur at home because usually you will discharge the patient after surgery home. But the patient may experience side effects and they need to report it so they can get prompt clinical advice. And in so doing, we're able to prevent complications or deterioration in the patient's health. So remotely monitoring a patient allows the patient to have comfort. And telemedicine technology can be used to remotely monitor cancer patients, whether it's the vital signs, whether it's symptoms or side effects. And just it, it, it encourages and promotes treatment adherence when patients know that they have their clinical team still remotely monitoring them while they are at home. And should they have any concerns, they know they can receive clinical advice and support the impact of telemedicine in Africa is still being worked out. Joanna Eva Dudu, a lecturer at the Department of Business Programs at the College of Distance Education, University of Cape Coast in Ghana, researches telemedicine in sub-Saharan Africa. She shares her findings with us. Our research identified a number of key findings. For example, the concept of telemedicine and digital health is not new to Africa. Varied forms of telemedicine have been used to supplement health care provision, patient and professional health-related education, surveillance and prevention of diseases. For example, telemedicine was significant in fighting the Ebola virus that plagued some part of Africa, the recent COVID global pandemic. This has been possible due to the fact that a number of countries in Africa have in place national digital health strategies and architecture. Also, high mobile phone usage, and technological advancement that is ongoing. While telemedicine holds significant potentials for improving healthcare access in Africa, the shortfalls abound, and Dr. Joanna highlights them. 
for our findings identified a number of barriers to telemedicine and digital health implementation in Africa, which we have acronymed FITLOC. In the FITLOC acronym, F stands for financial, I stands for individual, technological, legal and regulatory, organizational and cultural. On the financial barrier, our research found that across many countries in Africa, most of our health systems have limited medical budgets. Also, there is high cost of telemedicine and ICT infrastructure coupled with high tariffs of IT equipment, operational costs, high cost of electricity supply, and maintenance. All these led to high cost of telemedicine services, which by implication impacted negatively on their wide usage. The second letter in my acronym FITLOCK is individual. There is perceived threat to professional control. There is also insufficient training and skills, resistance to change, lack of buy-ease, and the high illiteracy rate were identified as challenges, which impacted negatively on acceptance of telemedicine systems. Moreover, there is limited IT readiness, which led to citizens' resistance to accepting the IT-enabled healthcare. Regarding technological barriers, our research found poor quality of internet connectivity in terms of low speed and poor connectivity. There is also unstable electricity power supply, insufficient ICT infrastructure in terms of quality of systems and service quality factors. On the legal and regulatory barriers, lack of governmental support, issues relating to security, and the lack of specific e-policy framework and legislations to legitimize the use of the systems, as well as pro to protect data security, were major challenges. Also, organizational barriers relate to healthcare organizations' lack of expertise. Moreover, balancing stakeholder interest to generate buy-ins and efficient work structure were issues. For as also, there is the lack of strategic planning to anticipate implementation gaps. Concerns about inaccurate medical decisions in the application of telemedicine systems impacted negatively on its success. The last letter of my acronym is cultural barrier. Our findings show there is largely resistance to change and this was induced by language barriers. Moreover, the social-cultural dynamics influence the resistance more. So how do we overcome these barriers? We're going back to Joanna to find out. Having identified various barriers that impacted negatively on the successful implementation of some of these telemedicine systems, our research make the following recommendations. For example, regarding the financial, we propose a development of an easily adaptable system that could reduce financial costs. 
There is a need for private and public health sector collaborations to widen funding sources for telemedicine projects. Also, we propose that to solve the individual barriers, there is the need to increase awareness about the potential benefit of telemedicine and digital health systems. Systems with both medical and social values to the broader society will promote its use. There is a need to balance both telemedicine and the conventional form of healthcare in order to maintain the element of human touch. We propose that to address technological issues due to high cost setup and operational costs, the way forward is to consider designing simple, user-friendly and cost-effective solutions that will optimize its use. It will also ensure that users understand and could communicate clearly with the system in order to receive accurate healthcare information and service. In addition, improvement in the ICT infrastructure is required. An efficient and quality supply of internet and electricity are critical necessities. In relation to legal and regulatory barriers, we propose a comprehensive e-policy framework to regulate the adoption and implementation. This will help address issues relating to security and privacy and data protection. On the organizational barrier, staff training on ICT and telemedicine technology will positively influence usage behavior towards the system. Collaboration among clinicians, especially medical trainees across regions in Africa will facilitate cross-transfer of knowledge and support the adoption of telemedicine systems. The last letter of my acronym, cultural, we propose that an integrated and targeted awareness creation and training approach that takes into consideration the social and economic dynamics of patients, clients, and other stakeholders are very important. In conclusion, the potential of telemedicine and digital health systems can be realized if the barriers and the proposed recommendation in the fitlock dimension are considered. Joanna tells us that the adoption of telemedicine in Africa is particularly crucial in managing infectious diseases such as outbreaks. It enables swift communication between healthcare authorities, epidemiologists, and medical professionals. It also facilitates timely sharing of critical information, guidelines, and best practices. Additionally, telemedicine supports proactive monitoring of patients, enabling early detection of potential outbreaks and assuring a more effective response. Abubakar, the telemedicine solution provider, speaks to us about the additional benefits of telemedicine. Now, in telemedicine, we also look at the aspect of uh, using telemedicine to, to bring in efficiency into the healthcare system. I, I proposed it to quite a lot of hospitals in Lagos and Abuja, where telemedicine can be used as a form of a second opinion uh, we, did a, we did a survey within the hospitals in uh, Nigeria, and we noticed that a lot of reviewing patients are actually the ones who fill up 80% of the hospital uh, uh, hospital environment or clinics or primary healthcare. 
it has to do with revisiting patients. For emergency cases, you're looking at probably 5 to 6 or 10% of this patient. Now, if uh, telemedicine can be introduced into most of the primary healthcare settings, telemedicine can be used as a form of efficiency to do reviews. You don't need to be in the hospital, which will give room to more emergency and more prevalent cases. With telemedicine, you can do your follow-up, which would actually reduce that 80% of, if not significantly 80, but at least 60% of uh, the challenges that we see where people visit the doctor over and over again, which can be done over a video uh, consultation or a voice consultation to know if you're adequately taking the right measures. Speak on the broader impact of telemedicine on disease prevention, surveillance and healthcare delivery models, particularly in the context of addressing public health challenges in Africa. With telemedicine, you have access to raw data, which is a broadened healthcare impact uh, in terms of disease surveillance management, preventive care management, innovative care uh, modeling, and also data collation modeling. Telemedicine can actually give a true picture because uh, most of this data that has been presented about Africa is, 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 is usually a random number, which is not actually accurate. But with telemedicine, we have access to this innovative healthcare models where information and data are collated at the same time to actually give a true fair view of uh, the data being collated. And then uh, we, we, we understand that with telemedicine, uh, a lot of uh, primary healthcare centers have been able to show progressive need. What could the future of telemedicine look like for Africa? Now, in advanced countries, telemedicine has gone beyond what we in Africa are looking at it. There is even robotics, there is AI. There are areas where uh, elderly care are being managed by telemedicine, remote uh, care management. So we, we, we look at situations where we can use telemedicine to create efficiencies within clinics and hospitals, which are part of the challenges that we we'll, uh, actually look at when it comes to surveillance and uh, uh, healthcare delivery systems. Now, in terms of the challenges uh, we face in Africa, uh, I've been opportuned also to actually look at a, uh, some research that we did in terms of uh, providing adequate telemedicine within the primary health care. We would actually uh, look for how the government and telecommunication initiatives, uh, the government can actually partner with telecommunication initiatives to actually provide uh, internet connectivity within the primary health care center. I mean, if, if, if uh, a lot of telecommunication agencies are actually doing corporate social responsibilities, these are part of the areas I would want government to look at, uh, you know, harnessing with telecommunication agencies to make sure there are adequate internet connections within hospitals where uh, GP doctors can actually have access to patient reviews and give immediate uh, follow-up feedback on their treatment from the maybe specialist or, or consultant. This way, you would see that the efficiency you're creating is you're actually creating a model where the GPs learn on the job as well and actually give the feedback to the specialist and the consultant 
on the feedback of the patients. And, you know, it transcends beyond uh, care management as well. That way, even if we're not going to reduce 100% of this uh, care management, you're looking at at least 30 to 40% of uh, follow-ups on patients will be done through telemedicine. Now, the government participation with telecommunication initiative is very important in this aspect to see that uh, they, 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 they come as a corporate social responsibility within telecommunication agencies to provide internet connectivities within primary healthcare center, which is uh, part of the alternative technologies leverages that we're looking at in terms of uh, having uh, people have access to certain uh, incentives to subscribe to healthcare data plans for certain projects. I mean, we, we, we talked about a whole lot of ways that people can have access to easy access to this telemedicine but it should be done with telecommunication agencies where a specific data is allocated to a patient for follow-up and reviews. Now, in that way, you're, you're, you're creating a system where uh, you, you, you partner with the telecommunication, every hospitals or primary healthcare centers, and, and get an incentive to, to see that a healthcare delivery system is actually working through technology. That's all from us at Science Explained today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst, with editing by Ogechie Kianyao and Titila Pafadari, and hosting by me, Ogechie Kianyao. Today's reporter was Royal Oche. Until next time, it's goodbye. African Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. 